well, welcome back to Touchpoint, guys. I, I mean, the thing is, and Matt, you can tell me exactly what you've gotten out of it yeah. and everything like that, but the series we've been in, uh, the Isn't She Lovely series, the yeah. series on yeah. the church, it's been good. It's yeah, been, it's been. S- like refreshing in a way that's kind of interesting. Um, you know, I think church has always been this thing that, uh, especially those of us who have grown up and been fortunate enough to know about God, know about the yeah. church as it relates to Christianity. Um, I wouldn't say we've taken it for granted, but as we've kind of grown up, there's been always these kind of questions that loom around mm-hmm. it and how it functions and things like that. And I've just been excited that we've, as a church, dug into the yeah. series. Oh, it has been. And it's been... I think even something unique now, I think be, because of looking at God's word, but also then recognizing just the nuances of everybody does have a different background or a mm-hmm. story. And for some that they grew up in the church and others are are here maybe as adults and this right. is their first time, right? I can think of a handful of those who are newer around here that they didn't grow up in the church. And so those two different experiences and obviously right. God's word is the truth and what shapes right, us, exactly. but we can still, right. He's a good father. And so we yeah. can bring our experiences right. and he doesn't just shove them away, but it helps inform. Okay. Here's where he's leading me. Here's how he wants to guide me and shape me. And so I think, yeah, yeah I've just loved that of us being able to hold up God's word as truth. Mm-hmm. And also just the reality of, Hey, we do have different experiences. And unfortunately we know because of sin, the world is broken and there is brokenness in the church. Um, And that's not making light or excusing anything, but it's saying, yeah, we as humans do do hurt and sin against one another and we need to repent and reconcile, but let's be sure that doesn't cause us to run away from God or from his church. Exactly. And so all of that, I think between what I was saying about people that maybe repeatedly been in it, saturated in it and maybe not stop to think about stuff. And then what you're saying about people having different experiences, even though they all have a church name listed on the front of the building. Um, So it's been really exciting to do that. And I'm glad that we're doing that as a church. The cool part you just mentioned is how we all have different experiences. Yep. And so kind of using that as a springboard to get into what we're doing today is um, we have uh, one of our awesome congregation members. His yeah. name is Tom Craig. If you know, don't know Tom, you need to make a point to get yeah. to know Tom. He's a great guy. Um, but he's going to be just asked a couple questions in an interview style format uh, for us just to learn a little bit about what his perspective of the church has been both in the past, um, big church as far as like big C or little yeah. C church, yeah. his experience at North Canton Chapel or his just perception of the church at large. So let's just go ahead and take a look at that. Yeah. So my name is Tom Craig and I've been an attendee at the chapel for eight plus years now. And um, yeah, I've found it as my own. How would you describe the church as a whole? Yeah, um, so kind of like even how I landed here um, was because like just coming to the chapel, I really felt like walking in the doors that I was fully embraced and you could really feel the movement of the Holy Spirit. And um, I travel an hour to get here so it's quite a journey. A lot of people question that. And, uh, but the purpose in that is because I feel like there are a lot of churches out there um, that are what I would refer to kind of sleepy. And um, they get complacent in their walks. And uh, I'm a very advocate for uh, global, local and global uh, missions. And, um, and here, obviously, the chapel welcomes that. Sometimes I feel like uh, other churches, um, they're not so inviting to you know, kind of join forces, but we're all on the same team, we're all together. And um, 
and sometimes I've seen glimpses of where you know uh, it comes together and we work as a community of believers and spreading the gospel and sometimes I've sadly seen it uh, to where we've we've not exercised that well. How would you describe the relationship between God and the church? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think obviously we can take examples of that from you know God when He f first designed man, um, and uh, the first word that would come to mind would be He was very intimate, um, and second would be like He's intentional, and um, and He built and designed us for a purpose, and um, and we're called to you know obviously serve and um, serve for Him, but not just for Him, but also serve others. And, uh, you know, we get to see that in Jesus um, through the Gospels and how He relates to individuals. And, uh, and He doesn't allow Himself to get distracted and off course. In fact, sometimes He takes courses completely around um, what, you know, would be a simpler course of action. And uh, I think leading back to the other question, um, you know, sometimes we can get complacent and, and we want the easy way, and uh, that's not what he calls us to do. What would you want someone to know if they were new to a church community? Yeah, um, I kind of think like the disciples, when Jesus called the disciples, um, like three things, they made themselves available, they were teachable, and they later applied it. But it all happened in time. Um, so I guess like the first thing I'd probably say is just make yourself available to show up um, and be patient and be observant and uh, you know listen for God's calling and I think of a scripture verse from James uh, in chapter 4 verse 8 where uh, you know as we draw near to him he draws near to us and uh, that would um, you know, for somebody new coming into the church and everything like that, and knowing those things, just make yourself available and have an ear to listen and, um, and listen for God. So. What would you hope that the church would do when receiving someone new? Yeah, good question. Uh, so there, um, I would hope uh, that we create an atmosphere that's very welcoming and, um, and that they would see that different. And especially, uh, you know, they're most likely coming because they've gone through situations and everything like that, and they don't, they've searched elsewhere for answers, and, uh, and this is kind of their last hope. So they walk through the doors, and um, they don't know, you know, they don't know God. Um, and in some cases, I believe, like, God, one of the greatest gifts that He gives us is our testimonies. And um, to be able to relate, to humanly relate to people, uh, because it can be intimidating when you walk through the doors and they probably don't feel worthy. And I do believe it is our job to create an atmosphere and everything to express to them, like, no, you are worthy. Um, and that we level up. We don't, uh, you know, put ourselves at a higher tier. Um, we uh, come lowly and gently like Jesus did. So... Well, that was awesome. Yeah. I mean, like I said, kind of prior to the video coming in, if you don't know Tom, just make an effort to get yeah, to know him, say hi, shake his hand and see how he's doing. But I mean, he said a ton of things there, Matt, that I think are totally worth hashing out. And I mean, to just kind of rattle them off in the same fashion that yeah. he did. Yeah. Um, it's kind of funny when you first begin to talk to people about their perception of the church, like 
especially if they are a professed mm-hmm. Christian, uh, I find more often than not, people only want to harp on the good things, yeah. which which is not yeah. necessarily a bad thing, um, because if we enjoy the you know community and the body of Christ yeah. that we're in, um, we should actually celebrate that. We should yeah. like and enjoy oh, that. for sure. But just like our process of sanctification as an individual person, mm-hmm. um, if you kind of like zoom out and ask yourself, yeah. is there something to be learned inside of that when it comes to the community of believers? And so he talked about this idea of the church being sleepy or some churches that he's experienced yeah. being sleepy. What's yeah. your take on that? Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting. Cause he was, you know, in reference to right. Driving an hour to get here. Yeah, he so did, that's a which lot. Which he does do. Um, which, yeah, which is fascinating. But then you sit with this idea of, right. There are a lot of churches out there. And so I think for some, and maybe who are listening or watching, it's, it's how do I find that space? And so I just loved his, his heart behind that of, thinking deeper. Um, yeah. And I think even in that it's, you know, not trying to, to call out based on a, a preference or something, right. but it was this, right. What proceeds and I'm talking about the church's idea of the church is alive. Mm-hmm. And so I think even that idea of right. Sleepiness is there's, when I think of that, it's like, you're just kind of there and going yeah. through the motions, but, but there's not this like intention and discernment. Right. It's probably a lot more. I think at times like when I'm tired, I'm more like reactive versus right. this proactive and knowing, hey, here's what I'm gonna gonna do. And so I think there's there's beauty in that in that search for a church that you say, okay, there's this there's this um this activity and and not just like there's a lot of events to go to. Right, right, right. Um, hearing him talk and hearing that heart of okay, the the care for for the world. Right. He talked about, right, local and global and that the church is beyond just, hey, here's what happens in this building or just for us if you're here, but this, no, outside of that as we gather right. and then we're scattered into those places. And yeah. I think that's this idea that I heard as he was talking about, which is which is spot on as you look at, right, the, the church in Acts, um, mm-hmm. right? We, we talked about that in week one and just as they, they started, but then there was all this activity as they gathered together right. in homes and they're in the temple. But then there was this activity that they were doing in their community and their yes. places around them. Yeah. And so, I mean, to that point into like, I'll, I'll take two steps back to yeah. take, get right with you yeah. is that you mentioned this idea of, it didn't feel like when Tom was talking about this idea of sleepiness, that there was even a trace of the idea of him talking about preference-based things, yeah. not like yeah. how bright are the lights and yeah. what's the worship like. Yeah. He very much was drawn to calling attention to both the connection with God and what are we doing in light of the connection yeah. that we have, yeah. um, mm. which your reference to Acts Church, totally with you. One of the things that, and Tom would hate it if I mentioned this, one of the things that uh, I find interesting about Tom is that um, he is very invested in the communities he's in, even yeah. to the point that when the majority fall away from those communities, but he still sees a need in those communities. Mm. He stays yeah. fervent and true to yeah. it. Um, we joke with him a little bit about how he's very, uh, for his age and his demeanor and everything like that, it almost seems funny in some ways how diligent he is to attending to widows. Why is that weird to us? I don't know. Yeah. And it's 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 awesome to see Tom being one of the several yeah. people that I can think of uh, at our church that does actually have a true call to action on their lives, uh, but at the same time, too, is gently wondering if everyone else in the church and adjacent churches are doing the same thing. Um, And at no point in time do I feel like his words were explicitly condemning. Um, I think it's one of those things that he just feels a burden and conviction for a hurting world. And I think that's, that's when you, when you pray for God to give you eyes for the things he sees, that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mm, that's so good. I think that is like to be able to to be able to recognize, um, right, and be a part of what God is doing, um, and move into that space where you can and a part of in like the local church, but the connection with you know he mentioned some of that of having a, a right view of of the church global as a whole and that there is this partnership. I think sometimes we can get so afraid, you know, and, and he kind of uh, alluded to this, maybe not in that way. He talked about the beauty and seeing moments where churches or the church as, as a whole comes together and other times where maybe those opportunities don't happen. But I think mm -hmm. that is beautiful as we think about this, you know, because even this idea of, right, we have our, our missions partners, right? but this is a, an essential. It's not like about us we're somehow better because we're here in America and right. we're sending money this yeah. way. It's this partnership of the church, mm -hmm. of right, the church that's in um, Guatemala and the right. church that's in the Dominican and the church that's in all these other countries and spaces and not just we're somehow better off or whatever. And so I right. think there's the beauty in that. And I know even Tom, because he, he's gone and he's gone and been a part of yeah, right, the absolutely. work that God's doing in I think it was in Dominican, yeah. Guatemala, somewhere. I remember from editing photos oh, of all yeah. the teams in the annual report last yeah. year. But I think that's that beautiful picture of us coming alongside and celebrating and um, right that they're praying for us and we're praying for them. And it's this partnership. Mm -hmm. um, and and that's, that's beautiful. And I think that is even that the idea of the local needs of caring for the widows and orphans, like that's mm -hmm. biblical. Yeah. Right? That's just saying, this is what God's word says. And I just want to be obedient to it. And right. as a church... It's sad that if we think that's that's odd, it, it yeah. shouldn't be. It should be no. that's normal. Yeah, it should be, and and that kind of like dovetails very easily into kind of what Tom's whole kind of stance was relating to. If I were to want to get involved in a church, would, yeah. would you want me to know? Yeah. Um, the typical things is that you would hope for uh, people to say is just like you know get involved in groups, get involved in yeah. these things, which are very like to people that work in ministry. It sounds like it just comes natural to suggest and talk about yeah. those kinds of things. But Tom kind of took this approach of saying, and I, I made a joke before we were when we were preparing to kind of make this conversation happen. It's just like it's almost like he's taking this idea of you know ask not what your church can do for you, but what you can do for your church, yeah. because it is like you know if the community isn't explicitly designed to just give you stuff all the time. Yeah. Um, you approach church much differently. Um, you believe strongly that, you know, your testimony, which is the thing he talked about, he said that, you know, your testimonies are one of the greatest gifts from God. And yeah. at what you do with it is, mm. you know, between you stewarding it uh, with what God's given you. And so I think that his approach to what he would want people getting involved with the church to know is kind of interesting because he's saying, you know, pray, consider, be open-hearted to what yeah. God's drawing you towards. Um, just be available, be, be there. I forget what he said exactly. He said there were, th were three things relating to how the disciples came uh, to Jesus. I forget the words he yeah. used exactly, um, but it was all relating to being available in some yeah. capacity, yeah. whether it was te being teachable, relatable, or just in community yeah. together. And yeah. he said it came in time. I remember that. Um, but all to say is that it was very much in a posture of like, I'm here to be used more so than I am to use you. Yeah. Which is kind of wild. No. And that's so, but that ties right into where, I mean, we've, we've talked about this idea of the church being, um, being a body. Right. Um, and, and bearing with one another, right. Showing honor to one another, um, coming alongside that we feel in those moments where, right. If, if my foot's in pain, yeah. I feel that. Yeah. And so that's the same sense of, okay. And, 
I'm not uh what's I, I barely remember like science class. I'm having to like relearn <laughs> right. as my kids are like getting up there in school. But I'm pretty sure like that's usually what happens, like the body, like so if there's an infection, right? You're like yeah. systems in the body yeah. go to work to fight off that infection <laughs> in that part. Yeah. And so it's that same thing of like, okay, this person's hurting. I'm gonna step in. Yeah. Right. Not because I right, I I it it's not because of something like I'm so noble, right? It's yeah. just like this is this is what we yeah. do because we are this this body, this church, and I think that is hard. Right. And I think everything is talking about why it's so hard is because specifically for us, if we're watching or listening and we're in the United States, so mm -hmm. much is individual centered. Absolutely. And we we have to fight against that mentality and mindset of like this isn't the YMCA. Yeah. Right. I don't come here because I'm trying to get like swole or whatever. Like <laughs> that's a that's a I don't know word. that we go to the Y for that anymore, uh, but well, I hear you. I don't know. And that's where I'm dating myself because that's like people don't say that anymore. <laughs> so whatevs. Um but but it, it's the same thing where you yeah. don't go or like I'm gonna go this this is my favorite burger joint. So I'm gonna go here. Yeah, right. Sure. It's not like this competition. It's this yeah. you know, like this is this is the the body of Jesus, absolutely. As we gather here, and so I, I love that emphasis there that he was saying, "Hey, um, of of meeting people where they are." He talked about that idea of like welcoming, mm -hmm. and not about I'm at this higher yeah. level. Right? You talk about Jesus, gentle and lowly, into stepping in, and so I think that's that that beauty there. Yeah, and and you kind of went straight there is when he was talking about the gentle and lowly coming to uh, others in the same way that Jesus yeah. did to us. That was when he was referencing, you know, what do you want the church to know yeah. about receiving yeah. someone new? Yeah. And that's when you were kind of talking about this idea of, you know, it fights off the, you know, your body fights yeah. off the bacteria or whatever it might be. I guess the thing is too, is that not to reuse your analogy, yeah. but it is just like, I feel like sometimes people feel like when they come in, that they are not as mm. readily accepted in. Yeah. And I hate that. Like, I hate it because, you know, in a lot of ways, you know, growing up in the kind of more traditional church settings, mm. it was weird for me being the tattooed kind of cat to come back and visit home again. Um, just be, yeah, <laughs> cover that up, man. We're not allowed to have tattoos showing on this podcast scenario, whatever we call this. But all to say is that um, it is kind of wild um, that the church that is professed meant to be the mm. place of acceptance and where you need a yeah. home to find community at is one of the harder places to always, you know, see it that way. Yeah. Um, and so in the same way that Tom was saying, it's just like, we need to find uh, others in the same place that Jesus found us, which was not always perfect, not always how we would have yeah. preferred. And we just need mm -hmm. to understand that, uh, you know, similar to how Tom said, we don't know the scenario. We don't know yeah. what brought him here. Um, and we can make assumptions. Yeah. But the crazy part is you don't have to assume if you just Get with them, get involved, yeah. learn yeah. and can care for them the same way God does. Yeah, that's such a good word, such a good reminder. Yeah, I'm, as you're talking, I remember he, he was talking about, he's like most, he's like for a lot, there's those that come as a last, mm -hmm. right? This is my yes. last hope. And so I think there's something about like, right? Quick to listen, right. slow to speak. Yeah. Right? And James talks about that. And and that is such a word to, to sit with. And that's where we, we miss out on, right? Because- Jesus is mm -hmm. God. And so he knows everything. He right. knows everyone. And I think sometimes we can just jump to that assumption instead of saying, well, wait, I'm not Jesus. So actually, if I haven't sat down with someone, mm. I don't know their story. Yeah. I don't know the pains that they're carrying that maybe they mask with something else, but I do know the one who can, right, who can meet them in that, um, who can give them life, the only one who can, mm -hmm. and that's Jesus. And, you know, that's what all this is about. As we gather, it's all about Jesus. And so, yeah, it's just beautiful getting to just hear from him about um, 
yeah, the way that God has worked and just those important reminders for us of the church um, in, in all its facets as we seek to make much of Jesus, as we step into to follow after him and the work that he's doing here and the work that he's doing across the globe um, and, and meeting people because the church is alive yeah. and God is still moving and his kingdom is still yes. at work and he's yeah. drawing people to his name. And we need to not forget. I think that's where when we get sleepy, we forget that no, For sure. God is not done. Yeah. His kingdom is not done. And he is still drawing people to his name. And so are we going to be attentive mm-hmm. and listen and respond to that? Uh, are we going to be comfortable with who's with us and start falling asleep? Yeah. And I, I feel like that is a great position to kind of end things on. It's just this idea of, look, the only reason why you're going to forget what you're supposed to do is if you somehow think that the work's been done. Mm. And mm. That's obviously not the case. We wouldn't have the jobs and care and ministry we try to pursue if if that wasn't the case. And I think that realistically, you know, if you're a member of the North Kent Chapel, an attendee, an onlooker, anything in between, um, the really awesome part about being a Christ follower is that he invites, God invites us into being a part of the work that he's doing. And that's an opportunity. It's not explicitly a burden, (laughs) uh, but it is a thing that we need to take seriously and move forward on. So, um, but yeah, looking at Tom's story and his just reflection over his experiences both in this church and otherwise like it was it was very insightful and it was good to hear from somebody other than somebody that's on staff about yeah. this stuff and yeah. and so you know next week we're going to be looking at amber schaefer um which yeah. is it's going to be really excited. exciting to hear yeah. uh, what she has to say too so if you've been checking this out just tune in again next week and we'll see you then